Hello and welcome to another episode of Virtual Legality. I'm your host, Richard Hogue, managing member of the Hogue Law Business Law Firm of Northville, Michigan. And today we are not just going to talk about high-level statutory interpretation or about the virus that is sweeping across the nation and making everybody a little bit cuckoo as they stay at home alone with their friends and loved ones and whoever else it might be. Nope. Today we're going to talk once again about the world of video games and how those video games have been impacted by all of the aforementioned happenings. Just a couple of hours ago, I saw a tweet from the Final Fantasy VII Remake team at Square Enix that said the following. It said, as the development team requested yesterday, if you get Final Fantasy VII Remake early, please think of others and don't spoil it for them. A very nice, very genteel kind of message. And then the lawyers come in and drop the hammer. The official release date is April 10th. Please read our material usage license if you're unsure of what that means. Interesting, right? It's a little bit of passive aggression there. They don't actually say what it means. It says, hey, you know, the release date is the 10th. You know, please read this other license agreement if you need to know what April 10th means in this context, which I thought amusing. And of course, as a lawyer and as someone that's very excited about the Final Fantasy VII Remake project, I immediately dove into and there was a lot of good stuff in there, which is what we're going to talk about today. But before we do, they reference a statement that was made by the development team yesterday, which I think is an interesting one. If you haven't been following the Final Fantasy VII Remake project, then you may or may not know that like everything else that is non-essential, as video games are to some extent, although I do think it's important to stay sane when you're otherwise on a stay-at-home order or dealing with the world as it exists today, but because it's non-essential from all these various shipping companies, one of the warnings that Square Enix actually put out there was we may not be able to release this on time. We covered this in virtual legality when we were also talking about the same kind of concept in Animal Crossing. Now, that release issue, the logistics, the shipping chains that relate to Final Fantasy VII Remake, weren't going to affect its digital release. That digital release is always going to be on April 10th, and that hasn't changed from any of Square Enix's messaging. But what did change was a statement that they made yesterday, which actually indicated a little bit about how they are dealing with the issue of not knowing how their supply chains are going to work. And as we'll find out, it's actually very good. Square Enix has clearly been trying to get product out into the market sooner than it otherwise would have because of concerns, question marks around exactly what their supply chain will look like. But unfortunately for them, that means that copies are going to hit the wild. They're going to hit various places in people's hands and potentially on the internet that they wouldn't otherwise like to have happen, which is why you get a statement like this one. The Final Fantasy VII Remake team have worked extremely hard to make this game, and we are incredibly proud of what you were about to play. Our biggest motivator during the development was that so many of you were willing us on, and we felt your enthusiasm and passion every step of the way. We had some hard decisions to make during the final few weeks before launch due to disruption to distribution channels caused by the spread of COVID-19. These unique circumstances have made it very difficult to align timing of our global shipping. Our highest priority is that all of you including those who live in countries currently facing the biggest disruption, can play the game at launch. So we made the decision to ship the game far earlier than usual to Europe and Australia. As a result, there is a greater chance that some of you in these regions will now get a copy of the game prior to the worldwide release date of April 10th. Full stop before we continue on. That's a great decision that they made, right? In order to make sure that people could get it because they had these question marks, they said, Forget trying to hit this April 10th date exactly. We are going to get them out to the ships and to the shipping lanes as fast as possible, and they will come whenever they come. 
and will issue a statement like this one instead of like many companies would do saying, okay, we will do it normally. And if it comes later than April 10th, it comes later than April 10th. This isn't our fault. And we're very sorry about that. Instead, they said we will release early. And if it comes early, so be it. For other Western regions, including the Americas, copies will be shipped this week. And we feel optimistic that most of you will receive the game for launch day. However, due to the challenging situation, we cannot provide delivery dates for each country and each retailer. We really want all of you looking forward to Final Fantasy VII Remake to play the game on April 10th and experience everything we have been working on together. But to everyone, we would like to ask one big favor. If you get the game early, please think of others and don't spoil it for them. We know there are potential spoilers that have been out there for over two decades, as the original Final Fantasy VII was released in 1997, but Final Fantasy VII Remake is a new game that still has many surprises for everyone. All our fans and players deserve to experience the game for our, themselves, and we ask for the support of our dedicated community around the world to ensure that. On behalf of the entire development team and everyone around the world that has worked on getting Final Fantasy VII Remake to you all, thanks again for your support, and most importantly, Please stay safe. This is a great message. This is a message that I think everybody that's a fan of Final Fantasy, of Square Enix, of these particular producers that put this game together for us can get behind. They released it early, and because they released it early, there are these problems with disclosures and spoilers and everything else. As a matter of fact, I know just from some of the channels on my social media that people clearly have this game in their hands. And it makes me slightly crazy as the owner of the digital version because I would like to play it. But be that as it may, it is undoubtedly a good thing that they have taken these steps because of the circumstances in the world to get this game out into people's hands. So what does this second part mean, right? Please read our material usage license if you're unsure of what that means. And if we actually go there and we're going to look at this thing, we will see that there are a lot of provisions that cover exactly how you are to be able to use Final Fantasy VII Remake materials in doing things like, oh, I don't know, YouTube videos like this one. And these rules are going to govern how you use Square Enix's copyrights. They're copyright materials that exist in the Final Fantasy VII Remake project that exist as part of the website that we're looking at right now. And in order to kind of understand exactly why this works and why it doesn't in certain respects, we kind of have to do a bit of a fundamentals. And if you've been in virtual legality before, I apologize for this. We'll, we'll go over it quick. But in order to talk about all of this, we have to understand what copyright is. And this is something that people trip up on in my social media and my DMs and just elsewhere on the internet all the time. When Square Enix makes Final Fantasy VII Remake, they receive a copyright in what they have created. Now, they're in Japan. There's some international lines here that matter but not so much for this discussion. So we're going to skip them. We're going to elide them because I don't want to make an hour-long video again this week and because it doesn't matter to the overall philosophy of what we're talking about here. Once they make that game, once it's code, once it can deliver sound and image and story and everything else, they have the exclusive right to do certain things with it. As we see here in the U.S., they have the exclusive right to reproduce it, to make derivative works, which is what we'll be focusing on, to distribute it to the public, and to perform it publicly. There's also display and some audiovisual stuff, but that's what's really important. And when I highlighted prepared derivative works, that's because that's ultimately what people are doing when they make a fan art document, when they make a video celebrating Final Fantasy VII Remake, when they use certain bits and pieces of screenshots and things along those lines, 
those are derivative works. They are derivative of something that has inherent copyright. Now, interestingly, when you actually make that and you transform it, hopefully you have your own copyright in that that uses the other person's copyright. There's a whole lot of questions there to be answered as well. It's one of the reasons why, even though people ask me all the time in the comments and in my social media feeds to give them legal advice, I can't give legal advice and no lawyer can give you legal advice without having a kind of sit down meeting with you about the exact usage that you're going to do with something, exactly what kind of aspects of another person's copyright you are taking, et cetera, et cetera. Because the other component of this, and YouTubers around the world are well aware of this phrase, even if they don't necessarily apply it properly in every or maybe even most instances, is that fair use comes in. USC 107 says, notwithstanding all of those copyrights, the fair use of a copyrighted work is not an infringement. Which means that even if someone has all these rights to make derivative works, to control the reproduction of something, if it's otherwise fair use, then you can do what you want with it. Now, one of the difficulties there, of course, is that fair use is this mighty fuzzy line of purpose and nature and the portion used and how it'll affect the market for the copyrighted material. And as we've talked about now in maybe a dozen videos in virtual legality, it's a question that can only be answered based on the facts and circumstances that are actually presented before the court. And the unfortunate aspect of that for the person that's trying to bring that claim is that it acts as an affirmative defense. You're already in court. You're already paying lawyers. And as we talked about in response to Tom Scott's video, which I recommend checking out because I think he did a good job talking about some of these things, he describes it as very fuzzy. But it is a job for the courts to solve if both sides can afford it. And so one of the reasons that we see some of the abuse in this system, some of the difficulties that we're about to kind of evaluate in respect of Square Enix and their materials usage guidelines in respect of Final Fantasy VII Remake is that although I think most uses that people would have of it when they're making a review or they're doing a video like this one would constitute fair use because it falls under the nature of criticism, comment, news reporting, teaching, scholarship, or research, etc. It's not going to be that easy to prove. And if it's not that easy to prove, Square Enix, multinational corporation that can pay for a lot of lawyers, might be able to make life difficult for you, which brings us over to following their rules. Now, before we actually talk about the specifics here, the last thing I wanted to say is kind of an early disclaimer is you might be following virtual legality. And you might say, Rick, yeah, we've talked about this. Streaming in particular is a derivative work, and so very often it's a natural infringement on copyright. And Japanese companies in particular have often given rules around what you can and can't do with their materials. We talked about this in a video that we did last month, although it feels like last year at this point in time, called Streaming Copyright Infringement and Fair Use, where we talked about these companies that are giving certain license rights to you to stream in certain ways and other companies that aren't. And those companies that aren't or that are allowing kind of ambiguous usage can also control the nature of the commentary around their product by issuing copyright strikes on places like Twitch and YouTube. And that needs to be a concern. Now, again, fair use comes in and says, if you are doing something under fair use, it's not copyright infringement at all. So you don't need to follow those rules. But the difficulty is in proving that your specific use 
is fair use. Now, obviously, since I'm commenting on these things and we will see that I'm probably violating a half dozen of these rules here with respect to the quote unquote capital W works, that I'm not very concerned about that in respect of this particular video, not the least of which is because this is not a promotion for the Final Fantasy VII Remake project and we are talking about the legalities of what they are putting forth in this usage document. But by the letter of what they have claimed, this is a violation of, in particular, the copyright that they have on their own website. And we will see that. I'm not concerned because I feel very confident that it's fair use. And I'm also not concerned that whatever hundreds or maybe thousands of views that this particular video get is likely to raise the ire of Square Enix. But certainly if your livelihood is in YouTube, maybe if it's even in legal commentary on things like this, you have to be more concerned about these things, which makes it something worth diving into. Now, I find this kind of stuff fun. Hopefully you find it fun if you're following along in virtual legality. I'm not anticipating this is going to be a very long walkthrough, but I thought it was really interesting because of that mildly passive-aggressive threatening tone in the tweet that Square Enix put out. So let's take a look at what they actually say. Final Fantasy VII Remake Material Usage License. Square Enix permits fans to distribute, post, and use certain content related to Final Fantasy VII Remake solely to support the formation of a Final Fantasy VII Remake fan community, subject to the following terms. So it's a little bit unclear, but that's probably an operative license that says you are licensed to use these various things only to make and to help a fan community and not for other purposes. So maybe not criticism, maybe not taking down Square Enix, maybe not commenting on something that would be against the support of a fan community. Obviously, fair use comes in to help out there, but it's worth noting that that's what they have, quote unquote, permitted fans to use the works for. These terms apply only outside of Japan. If you are located in Japan, please see the Japanese license for terms that apply to you, which I couldn't find or translate, which raises a couple of interesting questions, one of which we will see in the definitions that they use in this particular material usage license. Please carefully review and comply with these terms before distributing, posting, or otherwise using any works, capital W, including distributing or posting the works on homepages, blogs, or social networking services. Any distribution, posting, or other use of the works by you constitutes your agreement to these terms. Users are not authorized to publicly post content before 10 April 2020. Now, interestingly, because they use the capital term works, it's unusual that this particular prohibition uses the term content instead of works. I suspect this was added in response to the issues that they are currently having controlling their logistics supply chain. But it's not unusual for something like this that covers exactly how they want to see things used on the internet and in general in the ecosystem of social media to say, hey, you're not allowed to use stuff before the official release date. Now, you say, Rick, does that even apply if I'm otherwise using it for fair use? The answer is no, because fair use is by definition not copyright infringement. So if you've got a copy of Final Fantasy VII Remake right now in your hands and you want to make a review of that using clips of the game and otherwise creating commentary that you feel falls under fair use, technically you should be fine. That being said, if Square Enix wants to issue a copyright strike there and YouTube says, well, they issued a copyright strike, do you want to fight it? You're going to be put in the same position as those folks at like the New York University Law School were in when trying to deal with a YouTube copyright strike that they knew was a bad copyright strike. And so, yeah, all this stuff needs reform, but 
under the letter of the law, I put in the thumbnail, the early bird breaks the law, depends on the usage. Because if you fall outside of fair use, absolutely all this applies to you because it's their copyrighted material. If you fall within fair use, it should be fair game because it isn't copyrighted under United States law. Obviously, your jurisdiction may differ. Let's take a look at how they define the works because I did point out that I thought that this video was probably infringing on the specifics of this definition if I didn't think it was fair use. It says the works consist of the following content. Text, information, images, and videos posted on the Final Fantasy VII Remake, official website, and related official websites. That's this. This material usage license that you are seeing right now, it's part of the Final Fantasy VII Remake website. You can see it linked right here, although this link doesn't work. It actually links from here, streaming guidelines. But this is on their website. This says the works consist of the following content text on their website, and users are not authorized to publicly post this before the 10th of April. Now, obviously, this wasn't intended to prevent somebody like me from reading this and otherwise talking about it publicly. It was intended to talk about the content of the game. That's what their blog post is about. That's what their tweet is about. That's really what all this is about. But it's worth noting that this definition is overbroad. This text, this license is part of their website. And so technically, if I'm not under fair use, this is a violation of what they have said I'm allowed to do. I'm not allowed to publicly post this license in a video like this one before the 10th of April. Additional defined terms here, text displayed in Final Fantasy VII Remake and screenshots and videos captured in-game. So the game content itself and then the audio kind of component, music and songs, including musical compositions and music voice data in Final Fantasy VII Remake. So you've got this website under A, you've got text screenshots and videos under B, and then you've got audio, music, songs, and vocals under C. Those are all works. It's everything that makes up the Final Fantasy VII Remake project, and all of this will apply to those works. Notwithstanding the foregoing, works do not include. And this is important because you are licensed to do things with the works and not things that are not works. The works do not include sections of Final Fantasy VII Remake that are configured to prohibit players from natively capturing videos or screenshots of the game, which is a really, really long way of saying when you see that warning pop up on your PlayStation that says capture is prohibited, you aren't allowed under this license to go attach a capture card, take a video of what the PlayStation is not otherwise allowing you to do directly, and place that video in part of your own YouTube video. Now again, if you are taking a cutscene that is otherwise blocked and you are doing commentary on how the camera movement affects the emotion of the scene and what exact changes were made between this version and the last version in a commentary and critique kind of setup, you probably fall under fair use, but I wouldn't recommend going against a cease and desist letter if you get one from Square Enix, which is why these kinds of things provide a landmine to avoid. It also includes the song Hollow, and the version of Final Fantasy VII Remake sold in Japan, content on the Japanese website, and related official Japanese websites. Now, this one's really interesting, right? This suggests that there is some significant difference between the version that they are sending out to the world and the version of Final Fantasy Remake that is going to be sold only in Japan. Now, that suggestion may be erroneous because as you saw at the top of this license, this is only designed to apply outside of Japan, and the Japanese license is supposed to apply within Japan. So Japanese law could be doing something funky that says, okay, your works cannot include a Japanese version of the game because the Japanese license should apply to that. 
The problem is imports and exports, right? The license terms here apply only outside of Japan, not to a Japanese version of the game. So there are open questions as to whether or not the lawyers here have left a kind of hole in their coverage for somebody in the United States, for instance, playing a Japanese version of the game because they are located outside of Japan, but they're not allowed to use it if it was sold in Japan, but it wasn't. It was sold in Japan, but sold into United States. As you can see, there's a whole bunch of questions there, but it will be interesting to see if there are any differences between the Japanese version and the United States or, or other Western versions of the game, because we aren't technically allowed to make videos or make fan content based on the Japanese version, only on the version sold outside of Japan. Here are the terms of use. Here's what they actually say that you can do. And this is interesting. Do not use the works for commercial or for-profit purposes. Okay, you can't take what Square Enix did and sell it. But that raises the question that so many people ask me on a regular basis. Can I stream something based on it? And thankfully they cover it. It says, notwithstanding the foregoing, you may monetize videos through partner programs that are officially provided by video hosting sites such as YouTube or Ustream. Now, that raises the question, can you have a sponsored video? Probably not. If you're just selling advertisement through YouTube, if you've just got a Let's Play video of Final Fantasy VII Remake and you've got commercials that pop up or little boxes that pop up and YouTube is otherwise controlling the whole thing, that would appear to be fine if you are otherwise sponsored by your gaming chair or whatever that would appear separate in a separate contractual capacity to YouTube, that would appear to be banned. Uh, and so I think that's interesting. If a video hosting site raises concerns about your rights to use the works, you may provide them with a link to these terms. You must include the following text on websites that use companies' trademarks. All company names, product names, system names, etc. are trademarks or registered trademarks of their respective companies. You must include the following text with any images or videos. All of this stuff, which if you're looking very, very carefully at the thumbnail, you will see that I included uh, primarily just to uh, be interesting and follow the broad items here, but not otherwise to convey this information because I don't think it's necessary for this particular conversation. The company makes no guarantees concerning the works, including that the works will not infringe on third-party rights. The company will not compensate you or any third party for any damages or injuries that arise as a result of your use of the works, which all makes sense. They won't promise you anything about what is in their game, especially if you use it for something that is against these terms. And because they won't give you that, they won't indemnify you and you take on your own risk. It's provided as is to the extent it's provided at all. In addition to the foregoing, you must not use the works in connection with slandering or defaming others. That's interesting. Excessively process or modify the works. Now, isn't that an interesting interaction with fair use, right? One of the things we talked about with respect to fair use is that the purpose and character, the nature, the amount used, the effect on the market, all of this kind of goes into one aspect of the balancing test, which talks about whether or not you transformed the underlying material, in particular with respect to purpose and character of the use. And so if you transform something enough, it isn't supposed to be, or it's supposed to lean against being copyrighted because it's going to be fair use because you transformed it so much. This actually says if you don't get across the line to fair use, you might have a problem because you excessively processed the underlying works. I find that fascinating because it creates a kind of uh, penalty box structure that if you don't transform it enough so that you still fall outside of fair use, then you could get in trouble just by the nature of what you actually did to process or modify their works. Very, very interesting. 
You can't use the works to advertise products or services. If you're selling shoes, you can't have cloud holding up a new pair of shoes for you, which makes sense. That really is covered by no non-commercial, uh, no commercial use, but is what it is. You can't delete or modify legal notices. Very normal. You can't use the works in combination with content other than Final Fantasy VII remake content. That's interesting, right? I did a video a little while back, which I just talked about, that talked about digital distribution maybe being the wave of the future, particularly in the world as we see it today, because Animal Crossing couldn't come out on time, and now Final Fantasy VII might not come out on time in terms of physically. And I said, hey, maybe that's the digital future. But I, I did a video that covered both Final Fantasy VII Remake and Animal Crossing, which is a combination of content other than Final Fantasy VII Remake content. Now, again, virtual legality in and of itself is almost always going to be fair use because of what we do. We comment and critique and discuss things from hopefully an educational and illuminating legal and business basis. But be that as it may, it's undoubtedly the case that in general, we talk about Final Fantasy VII Remake in combination with other things. Heck, I've talked about it in combination with a Tom Scott copyright video and my own streaming video, as well as Persona 5's rules in this video alone. So create some interesting things. And I wonder if people will be paying attention to these particular usage guidelines when they make Final Fantasy VII materials. You're also not allowed to use the works in a manner that is or could be, I like could be here. That, that broadens it a lot from a legal perspective. Offensive, obscene, indecent, discriminatory, objectionable, threatening, deceptive, fraudulent, harassing, illegal, or that could constitute a breach, presumably of, public order, or good morals. I mean, how broad can you write this, right? You're not allowed to use the works in a manner that could be, could be seen presumably by anyone as offensive, obscene, objectionable, or against good morals. That's fascinating, right? That's a very broad description of what we are used to seeing in these licenses that says, hey, you won't use it in respect of X, Y, or Z. But it provides all of this authority to Square Enix that if they want to make trouble for you, at bare minimum, they're going to have this provision as well as some other provisions in these usage guidelines to point to for a judge to say, okay, they say that you violated this. On its face, it looks like it could be a possibility that you violated this. What are your thoughts? And that'll probably help them avoid getting kicked out of court if that's what they want to do. And it means that you'd start to have to prove that what you did wasn't objectionable or didn't constitute a breach of good morals. And that can start costing legal money. Finally, they say there are some additional constrictions, uh, restrictions concerning music and songs. You may not use any music or songs in your videos other than music or songs from Final Fantasy VII Remake. Again, right? We've got the virtual legality theme music at the beginning and end of this video. Very interesting. But what they are really aimed at here is that you can't do uh, like compilation music videos with someone else, right? And that's a lot of that is because you've got music studios that are going to have their own issues that are going to be very specific about licensing. They don't want you to take money. They don't want you to deal with the copyright or content ID structure of these video services. They just don't want to get involved with music. And they've also probably made promises to their own music folks in respect of this game. And so that they are trying to cover when they talk about streaming. You see a similar kind of concept when they talk about these kinds of notices for copyright and who designed characters and things along those lines. Those are promises that they made to specific individuals or companies that relate to what kind of attribution they are going to get and probably also some control over how those designs are used, which they're trying to cover here, both in terms of visuals up above and now in terms of music. 
Songs and music from Final Fantasy VII Remake may be used only in videos that use images or video captured within Final Fantasy VII Remake. You must not post songs or music by themselves or post a video whose main purpose is to permit listening to such songs or music, which is, of course, a very popular subgenre on YouTube. So you can't just take art that you made of Cloud and Tifa and whoever else that you love in Final Fantasy VII, put it to music and make a video out of it. You actually have to take clips from the game and use that to, vi to the music that you want to use. You can't kind of make these specific artistic creations, again, because they are trying to control exactly what pops out of the fan content process because they don't want it to get too far afield. They don't want things to be too transformative because they want to control that pipeline, which leads us to it being very, very interesting to have these usage guidelines in place. Distribution, posting, or reuse of any content related to Final Fantasy VII Remake other than works or then as described above is not permitted. Company may withdraw this license at any time and you must discontinue distribution, posting, or use of the works without delay upon company's request. Company reserves the right to submit takedown requests concerning works to online service providers at its sole discretion. Yes and no. Under the law, they still have to at least consider the fair use requirements and whether or not a use of their works would otherwise not constitute copyright infringement under U.S. law at least. But these guidelines are designed to tell you how they want you to use their content. Like most things in this space... It's unlikely that they're going to come down specifically hard on little usage, things that they otherwise think are helping their marketing, folks that are their biggest fans, but they want to reserve the right to do so. They want it to be at their largesse, at their permission that you are allowed to do what you want to do. And if you violate these, if you go over a line and they see you and they want to make an example of you, they want to be able to have the tools in their tool belt with which to do so, which isn't that unusual in the world of 2020, but I did think it was interesting, particularly because as a lawyer, I read this provision in their tweet so threateningly, maybe passively aggressive, but threatening all the same. This has been what has hopefully been a lighter version of virtual legality for today. If you enjoyed this video, we're talking about these kinds of things all the time. Please share it around. We have been having issues with demonetization and YouTube in general because we say things about various viruses that we probably shouldn't say quite as often as we do. So if you did like this, please like, subscribe, comment, tell your friends, put it in threads, talk to anybody that you know about it. We would love to have them as subscribers and otherwise getting involved in the discussions that we have with respect to our videos. Otherwise, if you saw this on YouTube, thank you so much for watching. And if you listen to it in a podcast, thank you so much for listening. And if you wouldn't mind, if you could put a review in whatever service you listen to it in, I would appreciate that as well. And I will catch you on the very next episode of Virtual Legality. Virtual Legality is a YouTube video series with audio podcast versions presented as commentary and for education and entertainment purposes only. It does not constitute legal advice and does not create an attorney-client relationship. If you have legal questions about the topics discussed, please consult your own legal counsel.